Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Jeff Kozatek. Jeff equips business leaders to overcome overload, doubt, and burnout to reach peak performance. That's awesome and needed. I think so. It is needed. Yes. I mean, you know, I, I think especially during COVID, I feel like burnout, I feel like we huge. were all experiencing burnout because it was like, it was juggling, as right. you know. It was it was, right. So it was juggling like what was because now I got to go into what now is and I don't know what this looks like and whew. Yeah. And burnout was for real. I mean, myself and my team were feeling burnout because we're running social media marketing for people and we right. had we had clients that were just not making it they weren't making mm. it they didn't they 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 didn't get the pivot so they went away and then we had other clients come in going oh my gosh i got to really pivot onto digital right now so right. it was whoo yeah and, and people were trying to pivot and they were not standing on concrete mm -hmm. most people the foundations that they had was was just ice or sand or gravel so when they tried to turn there was a whole lot of collateral damage and i feel like that led to a lot of the uh the overload yeah because people were were hitching their wagons to something that they thought was stable that they thought was 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 rock solid right and then the pandemic came along and just erased all of that and so they're trying to pivot and they have nothing to stand on and i think that coupled with the uncertainty of when is it going to end what do we do? Oh, we should do this. No, we should do this. No, we should do this. And then everybody just kind of going their own way. Uh, overload seems like a like a natural bike product. By product. I, I think that thing. I thought you said bike product at once. I was like, oh, bike product. Did we get a bike product in yeah. all of this? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we dropped the cars. Everybody took bikes. Let's take bikes now. <laughs> yes. So yes. How did you go from juggling <laughs> to I'm going to coach people? Right. You don't see the natural progression. Yeah, there. I, I do. I just want you to explain it to our listeners. Oh, ah, ah see, that's another fist bump. Yes. So there I was, Mish. I was growing up and I got two messages. Um, the one message was unintentional. No one ever actually said it, but it was all over the place, all over the world. It was you are what you do. Your your actions define who you are. Uh, the choices you make uh, make you you. Right. And then I would go to school, and it was all performance-focused there, right? You perform well, you get good grades, you, you move up. Um, if you don't get good grades, you don't make the honor roll. You're not put up in lights, you know, on the school board, right. stuff like that. And so it seemed like unless I was performing well in school or in sports or making a piece of art or doing something on stage – people didn't really seem to want to pay attention to me. So I thought, okay, I am what I do. I am my performance. No one ever said that, but that was right. that's what I picked up. Right. The other message I got was intentional, and that was my parents. They said, find something you love to do and make that your job, which was awesome. I said, well, I want to be that's an actor. That's good. Those are, I like when parents say that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, what if I want to do stage stuff? They're like, go be an actor. Like you do that, cool. like they were crazy, right? No, so much so, like, I like it, right? Well, I I talked to a lot of other theater kids, and they did not have the same same experience. I I guarantee you, most of them did not. Yeah, because the, the, they were given the 
you know, very few make it in that world. Are Better you sure you want to do this? Da 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> what, what's what's the joke? Uh, going to to mattress sales, so you always have something to fall back, <laughs> fall back on. on. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so bad. That's not really my style of joke. But, but there <laughs> but, it is. But it. But that's what showed up. Yeah. And We're then, going with it. And then, like ten years ago, I found out that my parents actually stood up for me. They never said anything, but my my friends' parents would ask them. How much longer are you going to entertain Jeff's like love of theater before you tell him to to shift? And my mom said they responded with, "We're going to support him as long as this is what he wants to do. And when he changes it, then we'll support whatever that whatever that is." So I put those two things together, right? You are what you do, and find something you love, and make that your job. Right. And I became a massive workaholic. It ah, totally. Well, stunk. I was going to say like. You know, you were supporting yourself with what you wanted to do. Yeah. And you probably had to work a lot to make it happen. A little bit. And then I got married and we had kids and the kids wanted to eat. Did they really? I know. I know. Ask for so much. And we had dogs and like they (laughs) wanted to eat. I wanted to eat, you know. And so my... My love is art and people. So anything art and people I was in. So I had an entertainment company and we did full service event management. We did booking agency stuff. We managed national touring acts. We mm-hmm. did we were a national performing troupe ourselves. Uh, I worked in casting. Hard. It, it's it a lot of work be. to put an event together and it can be. Yeah. And and it can be when your foundation is lacking. Right. And so for me, my foundation was in my performance. Um, Eventually, I got to a spot where I was doing 350 shows a year. I had a video production company. I was shooting photography. And I'm married with kids, still married, still same kids. But it was like, it was, I was (laughs) maxed out. You're not home. No, not with 350. That's almost, that's crazy. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, and it's at night and weekends and holidays because that's right. when people want to be entertained. Yes. I did not realize, but I was conditioning my wife to be a single mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that stinks. That's yeah. a whole other conversation. But when I'm out there and I'm doing this and I'm feeling that, and then I, I meet a coach <laughs> and we're doing a radio interview and off air, he's like, he's like, I hear you talking about focus. I'm like, well, yeah, well, I don't know how to focus because if I... If I stop doing one of these things, then I'm losing my worth. I'm losing my significance. Right. So I can't. And I can't just pick one because I was told, find something you love and make that your job. And I love all of it. Like, how do you pick your favorite kid? Yeah. You just, you just can't. Yeah. So he was like, I can help you. I can help you in an hour. I was like, I've been four years, four years working on this. He's like, I got you. Give me an hour. We went back and forth in between all the the breaks, and finally I said, "Okay, okay, give me two hours." <laughs> said, all right, that's fine. That makes more sense. And so we got together, and he did exactly what he said. He gave me, uh, he helped me build a new filter, and I was like, "Okay, well, just because you can do something, doesn't mean you should. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is possible to love something and enjoy it, and not have to make money doing that." Right. So everything kind of became the photography, the video. That all became hobbies that occasionally write nice checks. But I really doubled into performing, and I thought, okay, performing, it's all about offering you, my audience, a safe space to be you. Like no matter whether I'm, no matter whether I'm doing entertainment or 
teaching through the show. It's all about first offering that safety piece. Yeah. And I have to tell you, that's pretty awesome. That is awesome because the it's that's what people. I mean, sometimes people have a really hard time sh- like accepting who they are. Yeah. And and when they're going to accept it and and kind of come out of that closet, if you will, they have mm-hmm. to feel safe. Right, right. And I've got like 45 minutes with people that don't know me and hundreds of thousands of people in the audience. Mm-hmm. So the idea was to offer safety, not to crack jokes at the audience expense, not to make fun of myself, but just to offer safety. And we're going to we're going to have an experience together. We're going to laugh together, but not at one another. Right. Yeah. And I like that a I, lot. I like it too. If I'm a little off, I might start veering away from that, and then my show gets bad. Yeah, but that's the. Foundation. I like that though, because I always feel really uncomfortable with the whole making fun of. I mean, because some of it kind of hits it. Like, there's making fun mm-hmm. that is funny and light and not hurtful, and then there's making fun that feels biting. Icky and yeah, yeah, because you're going after the character, after the person. Right. That's, that's not cool. But I would do that, right? I would offer the safety. And I would watch people take off layer after layer, mask after mask, and then I would get to meet them, right? The person they are, not the person they pretend to be right. outside. Yes. I, I loved that about my job. Then I realized, wait a minute, after the show, people are coming up and talking to me, but you watch them layer back up. And I thought, that stinks. That's like maybe a 30-minute break, and then you have 365 days to wear the mask. Mm, so right. I started thinking, well, maybe there's a way to help people beyond just this respite in the show. So I started speaking and on worth and significance and how that plays out in various topics. And then I got certified to do coaching so I could actually walk with people to help them create that change. And that's been that's been awesome. That's so cool. I love it. Yeah. There's as a kid, I love to ask questions. I love to listen. I love art. I love sunsets. I love long walks on the beach. <laughs> like that's me. And I'm and I was very aware of my feelings and the feelings of other people, which I think makes me a good uh, performer because I can read the audience. Right. Better. But I always thought there was something, something wrong with me because all the other male examples I saw were not aware of feelings, didn't really care about art, didn't ask questions. We're going here. And so I thought that was that was like a defect. And then it wasn't until later I realized, no, 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 that's not a defect. That is who I am. That is what I bring to the table. And so on my pursuit in the acting career, I took psychology classes, sociology classes. I was a student of human behavior. Mm-hmm. And so what was always there since the beginning is now totally out with my coaching stuff and that feels congruent well and it's a balance too um i think that that you know the balance of female and male energies within yourself is really important like you know i mean i think it's an important thing and it's something i've talked about before with people i'm like you have to learn to balance both of those energies right you know because you don't want to skew too much to one side because once it gets over you know like the male energies you know, so you think about confidence is a great male energy, but then when it goes too far and you're doing war and violence, <laughs> it's not so great. I, you know no, what I mean? Let's not do no. that, right? So yeah. it's like keeping them balanced within you, I think, is really an important part of us showing up and showing up how you know, well. Right, right. And a lot of that comes from acceptance and the foundation that we stand on. And 
I've realized doing the shows because I've 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 been all over the country and international and and entertainment was like a golden ticket to cross all kinds of social boundaries. Ah, That's interesting. What I mean. Yes, tell me. It meant that I got to perform for first birthdays in Hindu temples, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to one of those? I do not think I've ever been to a Hindu temple. I think I'm going to go to one in Toronto, believe it or not. Hindu temple first birthday. Those are like sweet 16 parties for a one-year-old. Everybody's dressed amazing. Oh, the how food cool. is amazing. It's awesome, right? So I'm I'm there. I'm in bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs and benai mitzvahs and churches and casinos and schools and libraries and corporate events and like all people that look like me and don't. People right. that share my political views and don't. Right. People that vote the way I do. People that believe what I believe. And it was great because coming in as an entertainer, I was I was a person, not this this right. face. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. And so we could connect human to human. And what I realized is that it didn't matter where I was or who I was in front of. Everyone was wrestling with the same stuff I was wrestling with. It's crazy, right? And it's exactly what it is. I I've always um I'm in incredibly curious individual and so i'm i'm like open to all you know it's like oh you want to invite me to yes i want to i would like to see that i want to learn about it i want to be a part of it and um that curiosity i feel like has made my world more expansive you know i don't want to be right i call them blinder people the people that just like are like this like don't don't make me look outside of what's in front of me don't make me think differently don't you know like but you're missing out the world is rich with so many different types of ways of being and but at the heart of it humans are pretty much the same there's some universal stuff in there. Yeah, we 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 all have the you know struggles and challenges and what have <laughs> yeah. you, and yeah. some greater than others for real, you know. But um, but still, if if you can take whatever struggle or challenge you've had, you're gonna see it in another person. Hmm. Hmm. Why why not get to know everybody? <laughs> I I think it makes us better. I think it does too. Yeah. And and seeing through another's eyes is another thing that I find just fascinating when I get to experience what other people, you know, like I grew up with this. I'm like, well, I didn't, but I want to go see what that looks like. Take right. me there. Right. You know? It's something that I've tried to do with my kids because, you know, I'm crossing all of these different group lines, but my kids don't. So I'm like, how can I expose my children to things beyond their normal day-to-day experience? And right. so I think it's something that we have to be intentional about. It's not something that comes naturally. Exactly. You are exactly right. You have to you have to be willing to go out and meet people and do this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it was a TED Talk I saw years ago. About, Love those, by the right? way. TED Talks. Really like have you, them. Have you heard of them? It's a great thing, those TED Talks. <laughs> That's the blue ball, right? The <laughs> TED Talk. Well, the, the woman was talking about the books that we read, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what books are you reading? Are you reading books written by people that look like you, that have your similar life experience, that speak your language? Or are you reading other books? Right. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it seems it seems so obvious. And yet, because you're in it all the time, you miss it. Right, right. And so I think that was, that was a huge 
uh, encouragement me to me to reach out and to to watch films and listen to other music and to read books and stuff like but, that. And the same with movies <clears throat> and shows. You know, I think it's mm -hmm. the same thing. My um, like when my daughter was growing up, when she got into a certain show, I would watch it. It, it for it was something that resonated with her for whatever reason. So yeah. I would watch it too because it would give me some insight into you know what are the right. kids thinking these days and right. what you know this is resonating with her. This must talk about some challenges and you know what have you. And it's like open up your mind to it and and the different types of music people listen to. I mean, open up your mind yeah. to it because you may find something that you absolutely love and adore that you would not have ever, ever seen, heard of if you weren't open to it. See, I think that curiosity and openness, if you don't have, how, how do I say this? If your foundation is off, if you're looking for your worth and significance in your uh, one of five places, in your performance, your property, your appearance, your circumstance, or your relationships. Mm -hmm. If we're looking for it out here in one of those areas, and in performance, I would include um, knowledge, uh, your uh, your your political views, your spiritual views, um, your socioeconomic views. If that's what you're looking to for your significance, then anything that challenges that or anything that says, hey, there is another option uh, can be seen as a personal attack on your worth. Right. And nobody, in my limited experience, nobody on a scale of 0 to 10, 10 is full, nobody wants to be less than a 10. Right. And so as soon as questions start coming up, we're like, hey, have you considered this other option? With curiosity, we're like, nope, because this is what makes me me. Right. And if that is less than or something, then then who am I? And what if I'm wrong? What if this is not the only way? And right. so we have to double down and hold on to that, which then I think makes it really difficult to be kind. Yes. And we love kindness. Yeah. Kindness is a big deal. Right? Yeah. And it really, it, it just is happy all the way around. When you are being kind and other people are, it just, there is nothing bad about kindness. <laughs> No, that's that's two fist bumps. <laughs> All right. We want more kindness, yes, right? We do. And as uh, my buddy Herb uh, Herb says, kindness is free. Herb the Globetrotter. Herb the Globetrotter. He's Herb all about amazing. kindness. Yeah. He is. And it's like smiles. So a long time ago, I produced a show for Delta Dental, Missouri called The Land of Smiles. We created a tooth wizard fighting his arch nemesis, Plaque Man, <laughs> in this epic battle for oral health. It was it was awesome. But we were all about smiles. Like, smiling is free. Yeah. And you can, you can give them away. And now we got all this science to back that up, that the smiling, like, changes chemicals in the brain and yada, yep. yada, yada. It's all good stuff. The smiling is something that has always been with me, honestly. In fact, my brother was telling me recently, he was um, watching some old family film, you know, the old family films, you know, right, right. We, be before we could put sound to them when my, my dad just had this <laughs> videotape. Like we made our own sound. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was like just us kids running around. And my brother yeah. was like, it was hilarious to like watch all of us. He's like, every time you'd see Miss, she'd have this huge smile on her. She'd be like, hi, hello, everything's Aww. great, you know? But I think that 
I always was able to get back to happiness somehow. You know what I mean? So even when, and of course I've gone through very difficult times. Of course I've had huge challenges. I'm human. Uh, But, (laughs) but, you know, even during all of that, you know, I would, I would, I would be on in my head would think, okay, I've got to get through all this and figure out what I'm learning from this and why I'm having this experience and what is it going to bring me to because eventually I ha- I want to get back to where, you know, I'm I'm out of the darkness and into some light here. That sounds like a like a very healthy mindset. Oh, thank you, Jeff. Where did you learn that? I well, I mean, I believe that of course my parents had something to do with it, but I also um it I would say I'm a very connected individual. Uh, not only mm. with connections with humans, but connected to what I feel are somebody out there is talking, whispering in my ear. Okay. And um, and I listen well, so I call myself a compliant student of the universe. The compliant student of the universe, the way that the way that you are receiving and and transmitting, right? Uh, you're saying that you saw that modeled by your parents, but you're also saying that it was that it's just in you. And, and, and I, I think that it's part of listening, you know, kind of you know, people call it different things. People might call it your intuition. Yeah. Uh, I've heard people call it God whispering to, you You know, your your spidey sense, whatever it is, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. Mine is super strong. And so I meditate, get quiet and listen That's and I'm guided. Most people don't do that. And it, it, for me, it's incredibly helpful. And as I get older, you know, whereas before it felt like a struggle to oh, like get some meditation in for like 10 minutes. Now I'm finding myself two hours or more meditating. Goodbye <laughs> me. You know, I mean, That's I awesome. just, I, and, and what's crazy is I used to think um, when I would hear this, I was like, oh, really? I doubt it. When people, when people would say, oh, but the more you meditate, then your your life doesn't doesn't have to be as busy. No. And what I've discovered is that's really true because I think what meditation helps you do is to understand where you should be putting your energy. Mm-hmm. So things that are just like where you're like, I gotta do this, I gotta, da, 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 you know, things that just naturally fall away, we're supposed to, that you didn't need to get yourself all busy with that. Yeah. Yeah. Seasons. You know, if you're it, <laughs> To go back to this this perspective thing, if we're looking for our worth and significance outside of us, we have to stay busy because that stuff runs out uh, and it's never enough and we always need to get more. Right. And it puts us in this automatic mindset of lack and scarcity. But if we shift that perspective and we see worth inside of ourselves, regardless of, of all those five things, performance, property, appearance, circumstances, relationships... Uh, then it never runs out. It's always full all the mm-hmm. time. We can. We're more likely to see that in other people because now we're not busy trying to earn more and protect what we've got. Right. Because we know that it doesn't change. Right. We can give it away for free. Yeah, that's huge. I love it. It's awesome. You're awesome. So are you. I like that you call it your business core authenticity because that's really what you're helping people get back to, right? Yes. Because. I'm going to guess people that have lost their way have also are not being authentic. And so it's like, let's get you back to being authentic. Let's okay. find it. So so this might be a little nuanced, but I think that anything you do is authentic. Ah, 
Let's hear it. This is interesting. I like this take. I believe that behavior is learned. Mm-hmm. All behavior is learned. And so your your behavior is um, is either coming from something, either you're moving towards, like on a base level, you're moving towards pleasure, you're moving away from pain. Like there's a reason for it. So in the moment, if you're wearing a mask and you're pretending to be somebody you're not, there's a reason why you're doing that. Right. That right. is an authentic action for you. That makes sense. Now, now I try to help people. I offer the safety uh, through the coaching. We'll, we'll ask questions and we process stuff judgment-free so we can get down to the to the core, to the root, and then deal with that. And if we can take that safety and drop all the masks, we don't have to pretend to be something we're not. Right. I don't have to try to be you. Then I can get in touch with my core authentic self. Right. And then that shines through. So it, there's... I like it. No, that that's interesting. I like it. Well, because I, I think if we if we look at the behavior and say, well, that's that's not authentic. Now we're starting to judge and we no longer we no longer be curious, right? We're like, right. well, what what's driving that? Right. Why are they acting this way? Why are they saying that we don't have to change these things? Or why do we say that this is the only way to do it? Exactly. You know, like let's let's get down to that root and let's let's heal that and then change the whole tree. So tell people where they can find out more about you. Coreauthenticity.com coreauthenticity.com my i've got a podcast on there called the breakthrough moments podcast they can uh, get a copy of my book they can join the mindset motivation club uh there's a free assessment on there they can uh, check out some of my videos oh i've got coreauthenticity.com book uh podcast my more moment video interview series uh, and then there's a resource tab. And on the resource tab, I've got several videos that are on there for free for people to watch. They're designed to be tools uh, for mental health professionals. Oh, nice. Sometimes people will watch my mask film series and they're like, oh, so you're going to do that on stage as our keynoter? I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's, that's, that's this. <laughs> right? They're, they're two separate things. And, right. um, and they're meant to start conversations. Uh, about things that are difficult to address. Perfect. Most of my work is around pain and how we handle that so that we can set that down and show up as our core authentic self. So that's that's all on web. And then I'm all over uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is where I can. Yeah, I do most. a lot on LinkedIn as well. That's yeah. I never thought that would be my favorite place to be, but it, it tends to be my favorite. Yeah. Well, I, I find that I mostly focus or mostly work with uh, business owners and business Same owners here. of like small to mid-sized businesses and then like the leaders in their organizations and most of them are on LinkedIn. And so my my goal is to help people shift their focus from a from extrinsic worth to intrinsic worth so that we can show up and lead better, we can serve better, we can be more generous and be more kind. So I love it. LinkedIn. Are you ready for some fun questions? Bring it. All right. I'm going to drink some coffee. Drink some coffee because coffee is important. Cheers. We love coffee. <laughs> you know, I did not drink coffee until I had children. Then I had kids and we drink coffee. Really? I drink coffee a lot now. I have recently, I used to drink like crazy amounts. I've cut down a bit because I was like, this is this is a little much. Let's not, <laughs> let's cut this down a little bit. All right. I want you to give us a sentence using the word perfection. Oh. Hmm. Well, I know it's been used a lot, but I think it bears repeating. Uh, progress over perfection. I like it. Can perfection is going to make you crazy. If you're trying to be yeah. perfect all the time, it's, uh, no. 
And that's not good for you. That's where I lived when I thought my performance made me me. I couldn't make mistakes. And oh my gosh, the exhaustion, the the doubt, the the overload. I mean, yeah, perfection is and I think it sets us up we talk about this uh, this power model of right or wrong, good or bad, mm-hmm. perfect or not. Right. And I don't believe that perfect is possible. And so when we set ourselves up using At that least model, not here. Right, no, no, <laughs> not on Earth. <laughs> not, nope, not as we understand life. Right. But if we use that model and we're looking for perfection, and we we don't attain it because there's always something we can improve on, always something we can do slightly better. It inevitably sets us up with this mindset that we are not enough, that we're incapable, that we can't do it. And that doesn't work. It does not. I love it. Yeah. Okay. What is something that you do, some uplifting something that you do that does not require any money? For me or for others? You can take this wherever you wish to go. It's open-ended for a reason. It's 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 that okay. organicness. I have found in my own personal walk journey that I like a sandbox. <laughs> like I just need I need some parameters. So all right, I got you. I'm gonna build my sandbox. I'm gonna say this is about other people, something I can do that is uplifting. Um <laughs> I like to turn transactions into interactions. So when I'm ordering coffee, uh, I like to goof around and uh, and try to connect with people and take us out of the, you are the object that's going to provide me the coffee, I'm the object that's going to provide you with the money. Mm-hmm. And we take it out of that, we smile, we look each other in the eye, and, and we try to connect human to human. So Fist bump on that one. That is one of my favorite things. I, I, Wait, the, what? Coffee? I, smiles? Transactions, I, turning them transactions into interactions. Yeah. It's it's recognizing the human in front of you. Right. Right? So right. no matter where you are, what you, it's, you don't have to just be like, oh, out the door. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like there's a human being in front of yes. you. I mean, talk to them. Say something nice. Be personable. I love and that. and you and you see a spark. I mean, so the gift to me, mm-hmm. doing that is that spark in that person's eyes when they're like, "Oh, I'm oh, this person sees right. me." And and I never like thought about it until that point was brought up to me. But I was like, I guess I just always felt like. I mean, I'm I'm the one that walks down the street going, "Hi, hey, who? How you doing today? <laughs> hey, hi, hi. Oh, I love your dog. You know, I'm I'm that person. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Mainly because I just like people, and I I like to really? yeah I you I do I kind of like them that's, you know that's it's shocking it's not appreciated everywhere I've been in different places in the world where people are looking at you like we don't do that here we don't just start talking to each other when we don't know each other but, I get that a lot, but I get that a lot. I'm from the Midwest so well, you know yeah that's what we do but uh, yeah no I love that that's awesome yeah turning transactions into interactions. When I was getting uh, trained to be a coach, my mentor said, you will never, ever, ever, ever overestimate the amount of pain someone else is in. Mm-hmm. He's like, you, 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 you won't see it. Everybody's carrying something, yeah. right? With my performance as juggling Jeff, it was always about offering that safe space. So I thought, well, 
it wouldn't take a whole lot of time if I'm buying coffee or if I'm buying some food or if I'm talking to the banker to say, okay, they're probably going through something I don't know uh, that's really intense and safety is huge. And the other thing he told me is that a lot of times people just want someone to listen. Yes. And so if we can turn a transaction into an interaction, we give people that that momentary safe space to just breathe. Yeah. Right? And just to set it down for a second and connect with another human. And I think that's that's incredibly valuable. Is that your kindness? Because that sounds like a good kindness. No. <laughs> no, the kindness thing, and I thought about this a lot, and it goes back to my coach. Okay. My coach. When I sat down with my coach, he listened to me with no judgment. You got to understand, he is the second guy uh, uh, to that point. He is the second man in my life to listen to me with no judgment. It was so foreign. Like, I thought, who are you? Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, well, what's going on? I'm like, well, uh, I've done these things. I've made these mistakes, and I've done these things on purpose. Um, so we're done, right? And he's like, no, we'll see you next week. I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. Okay, I've done those things, and I've had these thoughts. I'm a really terrible, horrible, no good, very bad person. Why would you want to work with me? Right. Is that what you were thinking? Yeah. Yeah. A- and he's like, okay, well, I, I, I see you. I see what you're saying. And I also believe we are more than our behavior mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. And it's like just that gift of no judgment listening to my story, like, was huge. Like I'm, I'm going to start That's crying thinking about it. That's an honoring. Who's your coach, do you want to say? Yeah, Jeff Arthur with the Values Conversation. Okay. Um, Thank you, Jeff. Another yeah, Jeff. Another. Well, I only work with Jeff. <laughs> Sorry, and all of my clients are Jeffs, so. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> See, it's a, it's a thing. It's a thing. But that's something that I try to carry on. And that's huge to me in my coaching and when I speak and when I perform to meet people with no judgment, at least offer that. And that is a huge gift to people, right? Because, yeah. again, I mean, the 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 mistakes we make, the things that we do come from something that is not us just wanting to be a bunch of jerks. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. like it's like all part of the learning experience and. And it is hard to do. I mean, you know, it's kind of that that thought of you're driving and there's somebody acting crazy when they're driving. And, I mean, I do a lot of bless, bless you. Don't know what's going on with your day. <laughs> Don't know what's happening with you, but I'm just going to bless you, you know, and I hope that you Go do not peace. cause an accident. And, you know, like right, just, right. you know, blessings to you because something's not great. Yeah. You know? I, I use that example in a lot of my keynotes, road rage and getting cut off. Yeah, yeah, just don't, it's like, you know, there's it no reason to get all crazy and be like, no, I'm going to cut you off. Oh, <laughs> this is a fun game to play as we're going 60 miles per hour down right? the highway. You know, that just doesn't do anybody any good. I talk often about the difference between a challenger mindset and a champion mindset. And when we're in our challenger mode, things like that are always, they always feel personal. Mm-hmm. Not only personal, but they feel sometimes permanent and pervasive, like it's all, all over. But when we're showing up as a champion, we're less likely to take it personal. We're, we're more likely to be curious. Exactly. Right? And so the the non-judgment piece, when, when we're working with our clients, when we're e- even doing our own personal work, 
to be able to look at our stuff without judgment, I think, allows us the safe space to be real about what's going on, what happened, what brought us here, where we're at, and where we want to go, and what we need to do to get there. But if we're not going to be, if we're going to look at our story with judgment, it's really hard to get accurate information. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jeff. Thank you. This is is it done already? Yeah, oh, You're it's so a, much fun to it, talk to. I mean, I know. And I could <laughs> I could make podcasts go on for like hours. I have to keep, I have to watch fair myself. Enough, fair enough. It's like, Thanks we could be watching. doing this for three hours, you know? I'm one of those people. It's like, I. it's even when I go to coffees, you know, I'm like, I have to, now you, you don't have all day to go to coffee. You have a meeting later. So, you know, right. watch your time kind of thing. But well, yeah. Well, I, I, I just want to add that listening to your podcast and talking to you today, the the level of safety that you provide your guests. Now that I've Aww. been a guest, I mean, you're very welcoming. You're very warm. You're very engaged. That's a and, good thing. Well, it would be yeah. really uncomfortable. It's like, sit down. All right, we're going. Be quiet. But I'm not only answer my questions that. when I ask them. <laughs> right? No, stop. Stop. I'm talking. Right? But not everybody's like that. And I think that's, that's a huge gift. And so I just want to say... Thanks. Oh, well, thank you. It's a lot of fun. Thank you for that awesome and lovely compliment. I will take it with grace. Thank you. Yeah. Do we hug? Can we hug? It feels like we should hug Hugging. right now. Hugging's happening. <laughs> for those of you that don't get to watch Thanks. us, we just hugged. Yay. Oh. I love hugs. I'm glad that the pandemic is, I know it's not completely over, but I'm glad we're all back yeah, to hugging was, again because I did miss that part. It was like elbow bump. We'll hug later. Yeah. You know, so. yeah, I, I'm a hugger. That was, that was rough. Same here. I'm a hugger. All right, everybody out there. So you have been listening. Thank you again, Jeff. Thank you. And you've been listening Thank to Mishmash Podcast. Thank you for being with us today. And just remember kindness. Just remember kindness. It's so important. Thank you. Bless you. Kindness. Bye.